reaching Israel and the world. Baruch Hashem, bless the name of the Lord. Honey, as we're celebrating Hanukkah this year, mm. I'm reminded of some of the special times that our family has had celebrating Hanukkah, particularly when you bought me the drum set out of the blue. I was already playing the bass guitar, yeah. and I came home one day and there was a drum set set up in our living room. Yep, Rabbi was playing the, the bass guitar and I just knew it wasn't quite him, but I kept seeing him in front of those drums, playing the drums, so I bought him secretly. I bought him a whole set of drums, had them all set up in our living room for when he would walk in the door, he'd see these drums, and I'll never forget it. You walked in, and you looked over in that corner, and you were just like shocked, like, what are those drums doing there? And I said, Happy Hanukkah, this is your your present, because you are a drummer. And I'll never forget it. You just you just took to those drums just like that. It was awesome, honey. And yeah. you know, I think about for kids growing up, our kids, when I grew up celebrating Hanukkah, it's such a fun time of year because you know, kids love to receive presents and uh, Jewish parents didn't want the uh, you know, the non-Jewish parents to outdo them. You know, kids get Christmas presents in the Gentile world. So the Jewish parents said, Well, we're gonna give our children presents for eight days. Yeah. That way they won't be jealous. And so it's fun to celebrate Hanukkah, but today we're gonna to learn about the spiritual significance and the historical significance of this very important holy day. Shalom Aleichem, peace to you, beloved ones. My name's Rabbi Schneider. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. We're gonna be focusing on today's episode on the holiday called Hanukkah. Now, many of you, when I say Hanukkah, you're thinking, oh, that's just a Jewish holiday. Well, you know what? Yeshua, Jesus, celebrated Hanukkah. We're going to read it in the scriptures today in John chapter 10. It's called the Feast of Dedication in English. You know, growing up, we sang a very happy song during this time because Hanukkah is a happy occasion, as we're going to learn today. The song goes like this. Oh Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party, we'll all dance the horah. Gather round the table, we'll give you a treat. Savavone to play with and latkes to eat. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. Father, in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name, we ask you, Father God, come and illuminate our hearts and minds by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And Father, we pray that you'll cause Hanukkah and its meaning to be relevant to each one of us. In Yeshua's name, it's for your glory we pray, Abba. Amen and amen and amen. Well, one of the things that we do during Hanukkah is we light a menorah. You'll notice that in the menorah here we have eight candles, and then one on top called the shamash candle. And what we do is we light the shamash candle, and then each night of Hanukkah, we light one on the first night, then on the second night we light two, and then so on and so forth. 
And the reason that we light the menorah on Hanukkah is we're proclaiming the miracle that when the Jewish Maccabees, the soldiers, the, 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 the first ones that we know of that practiced guerrilla warfare, liberated the temple in Jerusalem from the Greco-Assyrians and rededicated it, they only had enough oil when they first lit that menorah in rededicating the temple to burn for one day. But our tradition tells us that rather than the oil in the lamp just lasting one day, it supernaturally lasted eight days. So Hanukkah is a season of miracles. The miracle is once again, not just that we were able to drive out the huge army of the Greco-Assyrians, a little band of Jewish guerrilla warfare soldiers, but that also when they rededicated the temple, beloved ones, that oil supernaturally burned for eight days when legend tells us it should have just burned one. So we proclaim what God did back in the second century BCE by lighting the menorah every year at Hanukkah, and then we place the menorah in a window in our home. Why? Because we're publicizing that God did a great miracle. So I'm going to light the menorah now, and I'm going to light the whole menorah as if it was the eighth day of Hanukkah. Now you'll notice that generally speaking, in the Western world, we go from left to right. But in Judaism, we go from right to left. Now we're going to light the menorah. I'm going to begin by lighting what we call the shamash candle. This is the servant candle, and we light this each night in order to light the other eight. I'm going to also sing the blessing that we sing each night as we light the candles. It goes like this. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu melech alam, asher kiddishanu b'mitzvotav, v'tzivanu lehaligner shel hanukah. We also say every night, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who performed miracles for our forefathers in those days at this time. And then we say, the first night, Baruch Atadonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Shehechianu Vekiyamanu Vehigianu Lezman Hazeh. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has granted us life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this season. So once again, the menorah lit goes in front of a window because we're proclaiming to all the world the miracle that the God of Israel did for the Jewish people in 164 BCE when he liberated Jerusalem from the pagans and it was rededicated back to him. Now, another thing that we do during Hanukkah, just bringing you up to speed on some of the customs, is we play a game with the dreidel. Now, the dreidel has four Hebrew letters on it, a nun, a gimel, a hay, and a shin. And these four Hebrew letters stand for these words. The nun stands for the word ness, which means miracle. The gimel stands for the Hebrew word gadol, which means great. The hay stands for the Hebrew word hayah, which means was, and then the shin stands for the Hebrew word sham, which means there. 
What we're proclaiming is a great miracle happened there. A great miracle was there. And the reason that we play the dreidel is because during the time that the Greco-Assyrians were suppressing the Jewish people, making it illegal for them to practice their religion, illegal to study the Torah, what the Jewish people did was they gathered in little buildings, study houses, and they studied the Torah, but they always had somebody looking outside the door to make sure that a Greco-Assyrian soldier wasn't coming. If they saw a Greco-Assyrian soldier coming, they would hide their Torah portion, put it where it couldn't be seen, and they would then bring out a little top. This is what the dreidel is, it's a little top. And when the Greco-Assyrian soldier walked into the room, they wouldn't see the Jewish children and the Jewish people studying the Torah. Instead, they would see them playing with a little top on the table. And so this dreidel reminds us of how they were able to camouflage their adherence to Scripture and their love for God, even when they were in the process of being oppressed. Now, I want to take you to the Brich Hadashah, the New Testament. We're going to the Gospel of John, chapter number 10. Because in this section of scripture, we find that Yeshua, Jesus himself, participated in celebrating Hanukkah, even going into the temple. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but beloved, the word of God abides forever. Hear the word of God. At this time, beginning in verse 22, at this time, the Feast of Dedication, which is Hanukkah, took place at Jerusalem, at Jerusalem. See, Hanukkah is the Hebrew word meaning dedication. Why is it called the Feast of Dedication in John 10, 22? Because they were celebrating the rededication, Hanukkah, of the temple. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. The Jews then gathered around him and were saying to him, how long will you keep us in suspense if you are the Christ? If you're the Mashiach, the anointed one, the Messiah, tell us plainly. So I'd like to point out very clearly here that on Hanukkah, this season of miracles, Yeshua plainly declared he was the Messiah to the Jewish people. Jesus isn't the savior of the Gentiles. Jesus is the savior of the world and the Messiah of Israel. Jesus answered them, I told you. They said, tell us if you're the Messiah. Yeshua said, I told you. In other words, I told you I am the Messiah. Jesus said, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, these testify of me. But you do not believe because you're not of my sheep. It's really interesting that when we carefully study the word of God, we understand that Yeshua realized that the people whom his death on the cross would save are those that the Father had given him. Jesus said, I know my sheep. My Father has given them to me. In John 17, the high priestly prayer, the prayer that Yeshua prayed before going to the cross. Yeshua prayed in John 17, Father, I pray not for the world, but for those whom you have given me. Yeshua is saying the same thing here. He's speaking of the sheep that the Father gave him. Let's look again. Verse number 26. But you do not believe because you're not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. You see, Yeshua taught us in John chapter 6 that everyone that hears 
and learns from the Father comes to him. And so this is what's going on. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Everyone that the Father reveals himself to comes to the understanding that Jesus is the Messiah. Well, I've got some very special and exciting news for you tonight. Tonight is a Jewish holiday that Jesus celebrated. Tonight is the first night of Hanukkah. Now, Hanukkah is Hebrew for the English word dedication. In John chapter 10, verse 22, we read this. The feast of the dedication, Hanukkah, took place in Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking in the temple. Hanukkah is a feast that Jesus celebrated. Jesus celebrated, we're gonna celebrate it. Baruch Is God blessing your life through the teaching of Rabbi Schneider? Why not become a part in sending him around the world as God brings salvation, healing, and deliverance through television and on-the-ground outreaches? Visit rabbipartners.com or call 800-777-7835. As a thank you for your monthly support, Rabbi would like to send you three very special partner-only DVDs. In Pursuit of Him, an intimate view of Rabbi's life journey. It was worth it. The amazing life story of Cynthia Schneider and Crusades Behind the Scenes, a partner-exclusive look as Rabbi ministers around the world. Become a part of what God is doing through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Begin your monthly partnership today. I was reading a tremendous book the other day coming from traditional Judaism. So much revelation in the book because there's an anointing on the Jewish people. But the author said this in the book, all this revelation, all this insight, but then the author said this in the book, that revelation has stopped, that God is no longer revealing himself to people. People can only be inspired. But beloved, when we're in a relationship with Hashem, when we're in a relationship with Father God through King Jesus and the Holy Spirit, God continues to reveal himself to us. Revelation hasn't stopped. God is continuing to reveal himself to his people. Jesus said to Peter, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Messiah, the son of the living God. Yeshua said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven, and then Yeshua continued, and on this rock, I'll build my church. What was the rock? The rock is revelation, that the Father continues to reveal Jesus to people and draws them to his Son. 
And so Jesus recognized, obviously, that this was how the kingdom of God operates. This is the way the Father operated. And so Yeshua said, you're not my sheep. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me, notice that phrase, my Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Notice this partnership here between the Father and the Son. The Father reveals Jesus to his elect. He draws them to Yeshua. Jesus said in John 6, no one comes to me unless the Father draws them. Jesus knew that the Father had given him an elect people to save. Jesus called them here, my sheep. Jesus said, I know my sheep and they know me. You're not believing because you're not my sheep. But my sheep, my Father has given them to me and they'll never perish because no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. No one is able to snatch them out of my hand. And then Jesus said, I and the Father are one. It's interesting here. On the one hand, she has said, the Father is greater than all. And yet he also said, I and the Father are one. Let's continue on. Verse 31. The Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you stoning me? The Jews answered him, For a good work we did not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you being a man, make yourself out to be God. You see, Jesus was not just a man. Yeshua was God himself that clothed himself in humanity. Yeshua, when he spoke of the end of the world and of his return, referred to the book of Daniel. And when we go to the book of Daniel, we see that Daniel talked about a vision he had. And Daniel said he saw at the end of time, there was one like a son of man who came up to the ancient of days. And with this one like the son of man came up to the ancient of days, Daniel said, the son of man was given a kingdom and he was going to rule forever. This son of man is Yeshua. The father is in Yeshua and Yeshua is in the father. You see, our most famous declaration as Jewish people is called the Shema. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Echad is the Hebrew word that is often translated one. So in English it would be, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. But when the Lord spoke about his oneness in the book of Deuteronomy, from where we get the Shema, he wasn't saying that he's only singularly dimensional. But he was saying, rather, that he is the only God. There's nobody else in his category. There's only one God, and he is God, and he's life, and he can manifest himself multidimensionally. And it's a mystery. It's in the spirit. God's spirit does not line up with our logical senses. God can manifest himself as father. He can manifest himself through the person of the son. He can manifest himself as spirit. God is one and Yeshua is God himself clothed in humanity. The Jews answered him, for a good work we did not stone you, but for a blasphemy because you being a man make yourself out to be God. Yeshua answered them, has it not been written in your law? I said, you are gods. 
if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him who the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the Son of God? In other words, Yeshua was saying to the Jewish people, your scripture calls you gods, speaking to the Israelites, little g, they're created in the image of God. A little while lower than the angel scripture tells us mankind is. So Yeshua is saying, if the scripture calls you gods, not being God like the one supreme God, but those that God's created in his image, why are you so upset if I, the one coming from heaven itself, call myself the son of God? And in fact, this claim to be the son of God was not even unique. We see in the scriptures that oftentimes kings were referred to as sons of God. Let's continue on verse 37. If I did not do the works of my father, Yeshua said, do not believe me. But if I do them, though you do not believe me, believe the works so that you might know and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father. Therefore, they were seeking again to seize him and he eluded their grasp and he went away again beyond the Jordan to the place where John was first baptizing and he was staying there. Now listen to this next few verses. Many came to him and were saying, while John performed no sign, speaking of John the Baptist, yet everything John said about this man was true. And I love this final verse. Many believed in him there. You see, Yeshua's claims were undeniable because of the power that was on him. Everywhere Yeshua went, it was like in the spirit, the sea split. Because everywhere he went, power was unleashed. When they tried to argue with him with their logic, Yeshua silenced them with his superior logic. And not only that, Yeshua was able to back up his word, beloved one, with power, culminating with the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Yeshua HaMashiach is the Messiah. The Jewish historian Josephus documented his life and even said that there was sorcery that he was practicing. Of course, Jesus didn't practice sorcery, but the point is Josephus attested to the fact there was all kinds of miracles that surrounded Jesus's life. That was the testimony that was going on around him. It was like when Jesus healed the man that was born blind and the Pharisees started to object and gang up on the man and his parents. The man that was born blind that had been healed said, this is crazy. This is a funny thing. Since the beginning of the world, no one has been able to open the eyes of somebody that's born blind. And this Yeshua just did it. And you guys are throwing us out of the synagogue for believing in him. In other words, the power of Yeshua was so manifest that it was literally Meshuggah not to recognize who he was. But those that rejected him had an agenda. They rejected him, not because he didn't prove he was the Messiah. His power proved it. His words proved it. The spirit and words that emanated from him proved it. Finally, him rising from the dead irrefutably proved it. But when you don't want to believe something, you can have all the proof in the world and you won't believe it, not because there's not adequate proof, but because you've already made your mind up. I want to challenge you today. If you have not fully given yourself and dedicated yourself to Yeshua, now is the time. This Hanukkah is the time. I promise you, you will never regret it. It's the most important decision of our lives. 
Well, as we're in the midst of Hanukkah, I think about the root of the word, the meaning, is dedication. And it's always important for us to continue to go deeper in our devotion and dedication to Hashem, to Father God. And one of the ways that we do that is we commit to Him our time, talents, and treasure. We use our life to serve Him, to love Him. And that's why giving is important, beloved ones, because giving is an act of devoting ourselves, dedicating ourselves to Father God. I think this is why Yeshua talks so much about money in the Scriptures, because He knew that if people put Him first in their lives, it would reflect what they did with their finances. I just want to encourage you today. If the Lord is blessing you through this ministry, if you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart, to make a further dedication to Him by presenting an offering to Him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Beloved ones, just be obedient. There's always a blessing for obedience. God bless you. I love you. Baruch Hashem and Shalom. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your special Hanukkah offering to Discovering the Jewish Jesus P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yavarech Yahweh Ya'er Yahweh Panavelecha Vichunecha Yisa Yahweh Panavelecha Ve'asem Lecha Shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue, his beloved child, to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Today's episode was Hanukkah, Revealing the Son of God. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen.